Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May, and alongside Josh Nickel. As always, we've got another great episode for you today. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, which we are there, Sharp Cuts Volleyball on YouTube. Hit us up, subscribe. You can also comment there, and we've had a few comments, Josh. People chirping us, saying we start slow. So I'm ready to start hot this episode. They are so right, though. So we need, you know, we're still working, we're improving. So today we've got an excellent guest, Anna Dunswen. So thank you so much for coming and joining us on the show. I'm not even going to throw it to Josh. We're going to skip right over him and ignore him. Hey, guests, fans are asking for a hot start. So, you know, that means we've got to skip Josh. <laughs> that means I can't talk. We, what are you doing, Josh? We're talking about it. Okay, we're going to skip Josh no right, right to Anna. So, Anna. Tell us what you wanted to talk about today. I mean, you, you there was one topic above all others you really wanted to get into. Um, tell us about it. Well, as I was prepping for our call, I was thinking about um, the beer mile for some reason. Um, I think there's like a Windsor, Ontarian that like holds the record for the beer mile. And so I hold was on. Just thinking- you were thinking about our show and already <laughs> thinking about getting drunk and drinking before our show because that's how how am i going to get through this hour oh, with these guys what do I do? 10 30 a.m this show is the beer mile because you need a few beers to get through it a couple a couple beers i don't actually know how the beer mile works but i just didn't know that there's running and beer involved but um i was thinking about volleyball drinking games and how i'm somewhat unfamiliar so if there's like ones i know there are ones that already exist but also like which ones we can kind of come up with in different creative ways or different creative alcohols? That's an interesting question. And I think we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Ace. I don't know if anybody's seen uh, Beach Kings. I think the movie is called Beach Kings. It's a fantastic movie. I think it was nominated for a few Academy Awards. Um, lost out just. That's absolutely false. It's a terrible movie. But they depict beach volleyball culture in California. Talk about the drink game Ace. Now I looked up the rules. Because we never do this, but we probably should. Is if you get aced, the team has to finish a beer before resuming play. Um, I, that's not really involved in the game. You just kind of drink and then resume the game, right? The whole team, though, takes one beer, or each person on the team takes one beer? Well, I'm sure there's different variants you could go depending on how hard you want to go. <laughs> I mean, with a pair, I mean, two people to finish one beer versus you finish a beer yourself, I mean, it's just double the beer. Your mind's going to twos, though, Garrett. In that movie, they were playing, like, five on five. Like, there was people who didn't yeah, even understand volleyball on the court. Like, yeah, so like I'm sure you have a social lot thing. Like, like, I don't think you're training with your partner and incorporating the drinking game into the session, are you? Well, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, of course. How do you think you get through <laughs> one of your I sessions, love, Josh? No, oh, to, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I don't really like that, though, because, like, if you get good, you're not going to see a ton of aces. Like, what's the maximum aces you could see in a game? You know, three? Yeah, quick stats, guy. Let's go. Average, average <laughs> Anna's aces watched the show se- before. Already asking Josh for stats. Garrett, 
Garrett, yeah. in a real game, probably like three for our players, probably six or seven. Ooh, like, you know, <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. I like it. And I agree. Anna, you got to stop getting aced so much. Josh oh, has the numbers, guy. You'd be do. drinking it's a ton so of beers if we played. Yeah, that's not a lot. But that also means you're drinking three beers. If it's a, a, just yourself, you're drinking three beers like before the end of one game. Is that a Which set is, you're talking, Josh? Like, oh, I think a set. Uh, yeah, two or three for sure. And uh, don't you think that the ace number is going to start to jump if like one player is drinking like three beers in a set to twenty-one? Six beers in a match. If you get ace three times, that's a lot of beers. Yeah, and a set like what? A game's like forty-five minutes, maybe. <laughs> like. I like tap out at like six, like in general. <laughs> yeah, so probably. And we gotta it's... define ace. Like a shank to me is still getting ace, so you can't yeah. argue like, oh, I touched that one. No, that's a beer, bud. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a beer. Yeah, so probably it makes sense then if we you share the beer, right? Because like, even if a good team, high level players are giving up three aces a set. I mean, if you're drinking a beer yourself, that's a lot of beers. And I feel like you play multiple games. Like, I feel like it's yeah. not, you're not just like doing like, a, okay, guys, let's do a quick, let's do our like hitting warm up. And then we're just going to like get right into gameplay. And then we're out of here in like an hour. Yeah. It's not that kind of practice. See, here's These the are like the, the like dayers. The problem with drinking games in beach volleyball here, I don't know how it is elsewhere. Well, I say here, I'm, I meant Toronto, but I guess. That's where your heart is. That's some places. I have different laws, but in Toronto, if you're drinking on the beach, there's a high chance that an officer is going to walk by and be doling out tickets, right? Like you need some Absolutely. private property for this. And there is one place I know of that has a private beach court where we could execute some of these drinking games. And it's in Springwater, Ontario with my biological father with the beach volleyball court in the backyard successfully completed. And we were playing some drinking games actually sort of with the family at the uh, May... At the Labor May Classic, if if you will, <laughs> if you will, the Love Labor it. Labor Day May Classic, and uh, but that was just if you lost, you go have a beer to drown your yeah. sorrows. It wasn't that complicated, but maybe there's like some better ways we could do drinking this. Drinking and volleyball, yeah. Like, because I know, I, I and I have to mention the Super Spike tournament. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. They have a Super Spike tournament, and you have not heard of Super Spike. No. You're talking about volleyball and drinking. You got to talk about Super Spike. So in Winnipeg, they do this massive volleyball festival every year. And I think they play on grass. They maybe play on, they don't have a lot of sand courts. So I think it's grass volleyball, maybe some sand, maybe both. Um, and you get dressed up in teams of four or six, I think. And you get dressed up. Like you put on a costume, you have your team theme, and you go and you just drink all day playing volleyball in a tournament. And they have kind of a competitive league. And so like, they go hard there and then hit the bar afterwards. Like they, they're doing something right. I, I don't know what they actually do though. Like, is there, maybe there's a bar nearby? I'm not sure, but we got to check. Is this it out. a fundraiser for something or just a great way to spend a weekend? I think both, but uh, the fundraiser I'm, I'm less knowledgeable about. I've never been right. Like I got to go like, cause it was always while I was playing, it was like, nah, you can't really drink and play volleyball. But now that I'm old and washed up, like, let's go. That's part of the appeal. PI, I think, has a similar or had a similar event where it was the first day, like it's a Saturday, Sunday, and the first day is like a competitive twos tournament. Everybody goes and gets sloshed Saturday night, and then <laughs> Sunday you play a 
a co-ed competitive force tournament, but everyone's just drinking through the event as well. So I bet there's probably a few all-nighters pulled for that. A few all-nighters. Yeah, it's a lobster fest also. So then there's later <laughs> lobster with the drinking with the beach volleyball. That That is some bougie drinking games out there in PEI. <laughs> What are you talking about? You have a beer and then you just have a lobster claw. Just a quick, quick lobster <laughs> and like a quick just claw and then wow. you okay. get out. And then you roll out. That's hilarious. We need to have yeah, our game everywhere else. We're and drinking. then the other team drinks. That's amazing. Yeah, we got to take sharp cuts on the road. I feel like there's so many events that I've never heard of that just sound like the most fun ever. Like lobster and is it beer or like are you drinking like, are you going to up the bougeness with it and have like wine with lobster? <laughs> For your your maybe, volleyball tournament maybe the evolution is you pour the beer into the like the lobster tail <laughs> and then you drink the beer out of the lobster tail just to like really get everything going forget that, that. Sounds do like a an shot initiation <laughs> just do a straight shot out of that claw what are you talking about let's go okay so let's let's really rein it in here because it's clear that we don't have any highly effective drinking games for beach volleyball that really allow for the longevity. Because Ace, I mean, is okay, I think. But what what else can we come up with here? Like, you know, because I know in some other games you play drinking, like if something happens, you take a drink. But I, I don't know, is that, like if you get blocked, oh, hey, you got to go like take a shot or something? Like, I don't know. What, what does that look like? I have an idea. Oh. An, and kind of like an opposite king's cup so you have a <laughs> something so like an ace or like a i don't know like a block or whatever like some sort of thing if you get one of those like on the positive you pour some of your drink into a communal cup and then at the end whoever loses the set has to drink <laughs> <laughs> the communal cup okay wow you know, I was, I think I was going for like a pleasant drinking game for everyone involved. Okay. And, and I think you took it to just a real hardcore place. Yeah. And you know what? I should have maybe started there first because that's an amazing idea. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I think my, I was going to say you went soft and I was like, okay, we're going to start with like the like really out there ones and then we can rein it okay. in. Like you were going to rain and I was going to like. Yeah. Garrett's in the backyard making sure everybody has a good time. And it's like, somebody's going to leave this feeling like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> So Josh, you're a loser. You lost. <laughs> Imagine the motivation at practice, Josh, every morning with the boys out there. If the penalty was you got to drink a cup of jungle juice if you lose this practice match, the intensity would just spike here, and I think like that would spike more than like loser buys lunch. Like nobody gets their feelings hurt or has a terrible day after that. But this, this ruins the rest of your day. Amazing. Like, who is the jerk that brought Fireball? Yeah, exactly. Like, they knew, they knew they weren't going to lose, but they were just so adamant. Yeah, then the big shooters start bringing in the, the garbage stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. See, that that's tough, too. I, I like that, though, because you finish the match before you drink. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a drinking game for sure. You There's alcohol involved throughout the set, obviously, because you've got to hopefully be doing the things to, like, put the alcohol in the cup. And then there's some like communal aspect of like, we're all in this that you lost now and now you have to drink it. Okay, let's get I think weird we now. need 
we, we need rules to counter, Garrett. Anytime I do bonus points or speedball, like if you're going to give points for a block, I should get a point for tooling you because then you encourage people to hit at the block and those situations tend to happen more. So I think you got to be really specific with the rules because if it's just a penalty for being blocked, then people start to chip and roll and they don't challenge where there's got to be that counter ball every time too. Oh, good. Like, good. Let them chip and roll. Like, I'm picturing... Yes. Guys just pounding it way out of bounds to avoid getting blocked, and that's hilarious. You look like an idiot. Yeah, that's the penalty. But also, because you don't know if you win or lose, like, you don't know that you're going to, like, win or lose the cup, right? So, like, you could also kind of want to, like, not you don't want to get blocked, but you want alcohol to go into the cup. Because, like, you want, in theory, you want alcohol to go into the cup, but you want to win. Yeah, you finish the game. <laughs> Nothing We're bad happened. So you get blocked three times in a row just yeah. to fill the cup. Nothing <laughs> happened bad the entire game. The cup is empty. It's a perfect side out game. Nobody did anything wrong. Yeah, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> but yes, at at nine, if you're up 19-14, am I going to hit in the block a couple times and then a couple clean side outs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that's a bit sadistic. I mean, that's a bit evil and I respect it. Now, I've got a suggestion that's a little bit, because, I mean, in drinking games, oftentimes, the drinking is included in the game. Like, it's part of it. Like, you think some of the classics, flip cup, beer pong, you know, you're drinking mid-game. It's actually part of it. So, on beach volleyball, what if every time you put the ball over, somebody on your team had to go take a drink and then come back? Like, there's a table on the side. And then it's just right. a frantic free-for-all. Back and it's forth. like the craziest like touch line drill That's you, right. you've ever done. That's actually that would be really tiring, actually. So that would probably yeah, be a bad the idea. There'd be some vomiting inducing probably there with the amount you'd have to work. Yeah. But we could make it work. Maybe you have to line up the shot like line up the shots of beer like beforehand so that it's like more efficient. Yeah. I like the ace mentality kind of too. Like everybody stop, take a drink. When something like truly, truly bad happens where like it's an, a big moment. So an ace, I think is probably though like it's just a great serve. Like it's a great play by them. Whereas I think some of the more insulting plays are like a jumbo over top of a defender, like in your face or like stuff like that or like a joust and you fall over like those types of plays. Like it's like, all right, now you got let everybody stop. We just, that just happened. Go take a drink. I think Jumbo's definitely got to be one of them. Right. Mm. Okay. I also, I have this idea. I don't know if this works in some capacity, but to save the, like having to run to go and get the drink in between, we could like kind of invent some sort of like, like a, like a bar cart situation that attaches to the net. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh my god! Like, yes. like, like, like those beer, like the beer, like hats or whatever, but like attached to the net. Right. And then there could also be some sort of like penalty for like <laughs> spilling the beer. Like if you spill the beer, then like you have to like you're off and refill or something. Yeah, like really accelerate your alcoholism <laughs> by by putting it just just on the net. It's There's right no time there. to waste, Garrett. <laughs> it's hanging right there. You were there. talking about the running. I'm no, just trying it, to solve it, problems here. It's amazing. It, I don't know what, it's amazing, know what your problem is. It's like how I'm low a problem solver here. How low have you sunk when <laughs> you're hooking 
a cart with beer. It's hanging off the net. It's right there. Like, it's on the court of play. Like, you're going to block, you just, it's right there. Like, that is next level, and I, I love it. I don't know if we can top that. <laughs> I mean, the beer hat, like, with the straws the in your mouth interesting, interesting. would be hilarious, but then, you know, then you'd be sloshing all over the place, the hat fall off. Like, you're playing a sport. Like, having it on the net is hilarious. Now, you hit it into the net, and all that's going flying. So, you got to keep a, a low supply exactly. in there. Yeah, exactly. But that also trains good habits because you're not like taping out or like netting a bunch. You see, we're learning training techniques here, Josh. This is a serious <laughs> conversation. A training environment for sure. About improving the training environment with the use of drinking. So yeah. if if you're a first time listener or viewer to the show, you, you're you're coming on the show thinking that, oh, this is just people talking about alcoholism and beach volleyball. And I think you'd be mostly accurate with that assessment. So welcome to the show. Thanks for watching. Hit subscribe, five star, give us a good review, or just one star and say, hey, these guys are complete idiots, which, I mean, we'll take that. We'll take that. All right, I think we've exhausted the drinking thing and probably turned a few parents off of our show um, already successfully. So what else did we want to talk about? Because we had a few things that uh, Anna was super hype about, which was uh, is rare. I will say, I'm going to throw a sharp cut at the guests who show up and don't give a shit about anything. Don't like, like oh, it's like, what? we're on a talk show. We're talking about stuff. Like, let's have some fun here, guests. Or well, that's where my mind went, Garrett. Is my mom's probably already shut this off because Anna was at my wedding and she's probably like, "Oh, she was such a sweet girl, such an academic." To be like, "Is this the same person? Like, how did we just burn like twenty minutes talking about this?" No, I was cutting loose on the dance floor. If your mom didn't know this about me, then like, I didn't know your mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sorry it sounds like uh, my bad. Sounds but... like it was a, a really fun time, and uh, yeah, full of friendship all... and. And camaraderie and uh, <laughs> and a lot of love that, uh, that not everybody got the chance to experience. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Your mom watches the show, Josh? I think we get a few clicks every once in a while for Mrs. Nickel, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Tell her to hit the comment button and subscribe <laughs> and five star and five star on the podcast. Apps. I mean, what, like, what are we doing if we can't even get our mothers to successfully rate the show? My mom you doesn't said on a watch, previous episode, you told your mom, you're like, hey, I have the show. And she's like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Do you listen? Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, hey, I said, hey, I do the show with Josh. She goes, yeah, I know. Oh, do you watch it? No, no. <laughs> not, not interested. Well, okay, thanks. Like, the, there's the, the parents that are really committed and, like, that come to, like, watch you coach. Like, yeah. if your parents come to watch you coach things. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's super- to Octavia's parents. Octavia's parents are still coming to tournaments to watch your coach now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, uh, my parents came to watch me coach occasionally, but not every time. But I will say, <laughs> I was a show when you come to watch me coach. <laughs> like, I'm doing stuff. It's not like I'm sitting there. Like, I'm up, I'm back. I'm like, I'm active. So I, I can see why that would happen. Anyway. What Anyways. Were, really what were we cute. talking about? Really nothing. We're moving to another topic here, Garrett. I, I think... Another one Anna wanted to discuss that I think makes a lot of sense is when you look at the world of snow volleyball, Garrett, it's becoming a sport. Like, I, I think they might even get trialed in the Olympics. Like, big things are happening. But Canada rarely competes at this. It's always like the Austrians beating up on the Swiss, on the so-and-so. Like, I, I think even USA's won a tournament, and they're all a bunch of California guys. Why haven't we entered a snow volleyball team? Yeah, I was thinking about this, and uh, I was thinking the immediate reaction was, 
you know, Canada sucks. We're terrible. We can't muster good people. How awful are we? I mean, the usual tropes you get on this show about the, the self-loathing and chirps. But I also thought, like, think about the places where volleyball is played in Canada and the availability of the snow volleyball to happen in terms of training and getting into it, right? And it's actually not that easy to do, right? Like, like do you think there's too much snow? Well, no, but think no, about- I think he's saying there's not snow in like Vancouver or Toronto. Like who has the most snow per capita? Winnipeg would be a hotbed for snow volleyball. Yeah, like, like some of the prairie provinces would have a lot of snow, definitely, but they don't really have as many beaches or beach volleyball community or outdoor volleyball scene like it's the big hotbeds in Toronto, Vancouver, for sure, and some other places as well. But think about Toronto, where like the national team is and the national team players are. Can you imagine trying to play snow volleyball in December at Ashbridge's Bay? There's probably no snow on the ground. The sand is rock hard anyways. So like, how are you going to make that work? So you think the snow is the actual barrier? I just think we just don't train three on three enough. That like I think you could go to one of these tournaments and do well there. You think the the environment? I guess here I am knowing that jumping in sand is different than jumping on courts. So maybe jumping on snow is completely different too. So well, maybe it is different. Shoes on, so like that also changes it too. Like are we? They were like soccer cleats, right? Well, I was gonna say, should we be recruiting indoor players though? Like. Is, no, they're is snow terrible. volleyball more indoor similar to indoor volleyball than beach volleyball? They don't no have ball control. Players. And yeah. the wind, there's an ounce of wind, they lose their minds. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I mean, to be... Like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's not a sharp cut. That's fair. <laughs> that's fa it's fairness. I'm just saying it in fairness. Um, in the in the north, like when I coach in Nunavik, they, I was like, oh, we should get a snow volleyball team going. Like, that would be so sick. Like, this makes so much sense. And they're like... Yes, except it's the tundra and there's like wind from like across the world that like reaches here. I was like, oh, right. Like it just would need, it would just be not possible. Yeah. Like, like there would be could, balls We everywhere. could train it in the summer, right? But like, like those California guys, like I'm sure they do the three on three and then they just go to the event and try to compete. Like they probably rarely actually train on snow. snow volleyball yeah right? i'm pretty sure the u.s team was the mckibbins and troy field and I, I forget the other dude's name i think you're allowed four or five players but i'm pretty sure the mckibbins were there because it was on youtube so that's how i saw it yeah but right they played too like they, they just they probably just went right <laughs> like they just that's went how young played, the sport is which, yeah you put three good players out there and you're gonna do well so that's actually the only barrier to our, our entry is just people who are gonna go and do it I think it's going to take a while, though, for it to be, like, taken serious. Like, I feel like it started out as, like, indoor volleyball was, like, the serious. And then I feel like still sometimes they, like, look down on beach volleyball. It's like, yeah, that's, like, like that's cute. And, like, it's getting there. But then I think it's going to take even longer for, like, snow volleyball to, like, get any sort of, like, reputation as, like, something good. Versus, like, agree. oh, right. Like, let's have fun and, like, be competitive and go and try and win. Uh, oh, it's fun. Okay, I'll cool, take cool, it cool. one step fun. further. Indoor is actually quite professional looking and taken quite seriously. Beach is sometimes looked as as a bit of a joke. Like, like oh, what? what the, I mean, the bikinis out in the sand, everyone's drinking, it's party vibe. Oh, okay, you know, not taken as seriously. Snow volleyball is a complete circus compared to beach volleyball. Like, it's like the next level of what we're doing this. Like, for sure, at least... That, so that perception is going to be a lot to get over. I will say, Josh, 
If Volleyball Canada is looking for some folk to join a snow volleyball team, you can count me in. Let's go, buddy. I'm going. I think they're usually hosted in beautiful areas. Like, I would go back to Austria in a second. They host, like, the most. I, the one year where Jake and I were actually seriously looking into it, it was in, like, Panagodia, Argentina, like, in the mountains or something. Like, they, they're pretty sweet venues. Like, they're always in, like, ski resorts, obviously, right? So, Garrett, I yeah. think we got to look into this after the, the whole COVID travel thing. If it gets a little easier, we, we got to hit one up. Like, we as in, like, like I'm on the team. Like, I don't know if Snow Volleyball has coaches, but I'll go, and then you come, and then we'll grab, like, Schachter, and then <laughs> <laughs> we'll grab maybe some of the top guys actually because you're gonna be on the bench Garrett is what Josh is saying you dick Josh cool play cool play we I'm save starting the, for... the snow are you kidding me those guys can't handle the cold man you know what I think Marquise could still play a snow volleyball tournament because it's threes it's not twos he's got unreal ball control and that guy's a gamer so we give him like three weeks to you know jog a little bit get his ball control back I think Marquise plays with our team too yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally down with that. And he, he's he's grizzled. He wouldn't complain about the cold. When you get some of these snowflakes on Team Canada these days, complaining about, oh, this and all oh, that. And yeah, that's an exact <laughs> quote from one of them, actually. Direct quote. Direct quote. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Did I divulge that conversation a little bit into a bit of a bitter exploration? I did. But, hey, it's welcome to Sharp Cuts. And I bet Mark could probably like run, take a beer in between and still play. So we've got that going for us as well. You know, That's linking true. ourselves. If okay. the snow volleyball tournament ever devolves into a snow volleyball drinking game competition, the Canadians, I feel like I've got to have a distinct like, edge. It would be insulting that we wouldn't. Exactly. Right? Like beer fest. <laughs> you seen that movie? Except for beach volleyball. I mean, I feel like we're showing up and we're able to dominate that. I feel like any German listener just created a rivalry. I think they, they want in on this, too. That's true. They would be pretty good, wouldn't they? Because they're good at volleyball. They're probably looking at our version of Oktoberfest compared to theirs, and they're like, Psh, amateurs. They have winter, too. Like, <laughs> they also is... have winter. <laughs> no, listen, nobody has winter but Canada, okay? Come on. We, right? Everybody knows that. It's the only snows in Canada. The Americans are like, yeah, we could definitely compete with that. Meanwhile, they're like, three percent beers one percent beers that is a sharp cut on american beers take that you soft beer drinking pansies um (laughs) (laughs) so have we solved that because we rarely solve things on this show but i feel like we have solved the reason why we don't have a uh, snow volleyball team is that there is no reason that we don't have a snow volleyball team I did this thing in the initiative to go to a tournament. That's it's the only barrier. No barriers currently for us doing that. Nobody's just done it. Well, we don't even have tryouts for snow volleyball. I think you can just sign up, Gary. Like, you want to be on the team? Hey, you're on the team. Well, yeah, there's no team. Like, you have to do it all yourself. Like, if you want to be a snow volleyball player, like, you have to put together the squad. Can we just rewind to the fact that Josh was saying it's a positive that I don't have to try out? Well, like, I wouldn't make the team, Josh? What are you trying to say? Hey, you don't even have to try out, Garrett. What, like, are you worried that if I had to try out, I'd be in trouble? It was like a general you. It's not always personal. No, he said you and looked at me. I can tell. He's looking at the me on his screen when he said that. Garrett, when's the last time you played volleyball? Nationals 2017? Listen, the last tournament I played in, I won. So, like, (laughs) just keep that in your mind, okay? I'm the defending national champion. 
I think Sim and Yvonne won one more before we got stopped because of COVID. Uh, oh, well, I, I'm a defending national champion. They they also are, but they didn't defend against me. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we got to go to a backyard court, either at your biological father's place or Dead Man's Beach. Or did you know Paul Mend, Logan Mend's father, has a beautiful backyard court there? In yeah, the I try to avoid Paris? bringing up the Mends on this show. It <laughs> seems like they're just carrying all of our content, so... We got to maybe try to belittle their their entry, but they do, and it looks beautiful. I will say, my dad's court is is nicer than the men's court. No offense to the men's family; it's a beautiful court, but uh, just not the same. FIB specs, like I think John Child also has a court. No, they do cottage. I think not in the yard. They do. That's a legend right there, John Child. Two cottages side by side, beach volleyball court at one of them. That I have not experienced yet. Man, we got a lot of people with personal courts. So the dream is alive, Josh, <laughs> for the drinking games. Okay, are you kidding me? Amazing. We could train Maybe. snow volleyball there in the winter. No, Garrett, we never have to buy a cottage. We can just mooch off of all our friends. We just listed like eight people who have cottages we can go visit. <laughs> well, like, I actually don't understand the cottage culture in Ontario, so I'm just going to blow past that. But um, the... It's in the like it's in the north, which would be like technically snowier than in Toronto. So maybe that's actually becomes the national training center for beach or for snow volleyball. <laughs> is John Child's John, cottage? John Child, and, we're putting in a bid. John Child, you got to host go. the snow volleyball Tra- national team training center. It's got lodgings. I mean, yeah, lodging. Bring your own food. <laughs> training. Right, you got to pay for your entry with a two four of Corona, and that gets you entry into the training facility. And then you're but good to go. Anything with chopped garlic. He's a big fan of garlic. So I don't know a ton about that man, but I know that he likes garlic. So, so he's definitely not <laughs> a vampire, is what you're saying. No. That's a weird factoid to throw out there about <laughs> John Child. Like, oh, yeah, got it. I don't know much about him, but I know that he loves garlic. He loves garlic, fresh garlic specifically. How do you know that? Yeah, I was gonna. Uh... Um, Roland was at a, a, a beach tournament slash like Windsor thing in at John Child's cottage at this this famous cottage and each of them had to cook a meal and I think Roland was doing something and he's chopping up garlic and John just looks at him and he's like God, love fresh garlic and then nothing else and then just moves on so so basically it's the only thing John's ever said to Roland so he, he really internalized it and remembered it for the rest of his life that you know three-time Olympian John Child gave Roland a compliment he's just cherishing it so yeah, much but, and telling everybody but now <laughs> it sounds a bit weird like I love fresh garlic like John like took a clump of freshly cut garlic and just ate it no that you're adding to the story Gary that well, but that's what he that's what I'm saying that's all you're saying is he loves fresh garlic like I don't know what to tell you the man loves fresh garlic well <laughs> I have to say it out loud. <laughs> I, it's, I just I think it's funny, like, because I say, oh, I love this thing. Like, oh, I love a nice sunny day. But, like, I don't love sunny. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he was just saying it to be nice. No. Now everybody thinks like, he loves fresh garlic. No. But I, I'm saying, like, he, like, committed to it. It was, like, the, the head motion from the description. The head Obviously. motion. Secondhand. I love fresh garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Just whips his head around. I freaking love flesh garlic. Hat goes flying. Sorry, John. That's probably not what happened. But I mean, as far as the account is, that's definitely what happened. That's what happened. So you need a case, a 2-4 of Corona and some fresh garlic to get into the John Child Snow Volleyball National Team Training Center. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. That's that's the most Canadian thing maybe ever. Can we move on, please? <laughs> I was going to say, this is falling off the rails at a very high pace Please today. subscribe. <laughs> I hope you're still listening. Josh, I thought you were ready to go with additional topics. Like, what kind of a co-host are you right now? So I, I'm going to be like the wet blanket on all of these. But as we're talking about like cottage games what? and drinking games, Garrett, like have you seen Spikeball or Crossnet or like you do this version? Like people who like, I don't know, frat boys who want to go to the beach and can't play two on two beach volleyball. They start inventing like, oh, let's play Spikeball. Oh, let's play Crossnet where it's like four square, but in the air. But like you only get one touch. Like if they made that into two or three and it was actual short court, I might get on board. But I don't know what to think of all these like mini party games that people think that like they're going to try out for their volleyball team because they played Spikeball all summer. So I can tell just by your tone that you absolutely love those games, right? Like you're a huge (laughs) fan. There's people who take it so serious. Garrett, when you were arriving at Ashbridge's Bay at like the, the crack of dawn, because you trained super early, I would roll in around 7.30 or 8. There'd be people down the beach already playing spike ball, and I think they go to work after. Like they, That's their morning activity. Like What are these people doing? Like Can confirm, I trained at 6.45 this morning, and nobody else on the beach except for another uh, spike ball <laughs> net. Like, we were the only volleyball net set up at 6.45, and the spike ballers. So... I, I will say, like, let's check our beach volleyball elitism <laughs> privilege here. Like, looking check down on privilege. other activities. Like, we're down there playing beach volleyball. How dare they come down and have a great <laughs> game of spike ball in my beach volleyball area? You know what? I, Flashback to both of you. This is what they <laughs> used to do back when people were walking on the boardwalk. And they say, oh, look at those idiots playing beach volleyball on the sand. We need to put up a sign where it says no beach volleyball because this is our boardwalk walking area. And now you're doing the same damn thing. Shame on both of you. I'm crying. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you know it's true, Josh. You beach volleyball elitist. And I'm going to say, I can't believe you're you're both taking that perspective. (laughs) All those games are amazing. I think I just said that there was spike ball going on and that they were training at the same slash training. Training for what? The frat boy Olympics? (laughs) You said, Anna. Anna, are going to make a team and play against New Jersey State. Like, what are we talking about here? Anna, don't walk it back. Your tone was condescending. You were uh, you were shocked that they were there training. I was shocked that they were there. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't. I was I, shocked. I was surprised. Great. Like they were shocked that you were there. Look at the, what are they doing here? Training for beach volleyball. Everybody knows you can't make money at that. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was I was training with uh, Joel Hannon, and he did say, "Oh, haha, they're the ones that are making the money over there." So, uh, yeah, Joel, we've uh, had him on the show truth. ages ago truth. and uh, he knows what's what he does. He's he a knows bit of a talker, though. So um, it was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Joel. He's not listening, but if he is, <laughs> subscribe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're saying, Josh. You're being not only a wet blanket, you're being a hater beach volleyball elitist over there because all those games are fantastic. Let me tell you about you some played of my, them. You me, played them. Yes. Let me tell you about some of my funnest times playing, you know, volleyball style games. In my basement, we set up a little net, antenna across a bookshelf and a chair. Two mini sticks on either side as antennas. 
You get two like on two. Fix like the hockey mini yep. sticks. You just tape them to the chair and the thing. That's the antenna. You get okay. two on two. You're kneeling. The court is basically one meter by one meter. For those of you on the uh, on the imperial <laughs> system, you know, three or four feet by three or four feet. And uh, two on two, we play with the mini volleyball, and we're going hard. One bounce rule, back and forth. Lifts allowed. It's definitely not volleyball, but it's a ton of fun. So, like, why are you hating on people going out there enjoying a volleyball-style sport? Can someone quickly explain to me, for CrossNet specifically, the tactics of if you're only doing one contact, are you constantly, like, just trying to, like, set up slash sewer people? And I think so. I'm setting 50-50 balls to Garrett so he can score on that guy, and then I get to rotate one square, and I get to be in the higher spot. Yeah, yeah. Cro cross. And then I'll stab Garrett in the back later. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm stabbing you in the back too. Like four square. You, have you ever played true four square? No. In grade school. Yes. In grade school. It's a friendship ruiner. <laughs> like yes. everybody's pissed playing four square. <laughs> like nobody's having fun. So a cross net with a four square style rules is kind of dumb because you're encouraging your players to just hate each other. Now, if you could bump, set, spike on your own, now it's just four square volleyball, which is a blast. Love that. So would that get too slow? Maybe it should be two contacts. I think if I'm just watching two guys go three each and then like there's two cats not doing anything, I think you just gotta go two contacts, yeah. but that would be way more fun. I like that. I like that. Two contacts, lifts allowed. Did we just make a new game? I think we took their product and made it better because nobody consulted us when they designed this thing so, because it's non-volleyball people inventing <laughs> volleyball games. All right, relax there, elitist, okay? I, I've i never seen anyone play on that cross net do one contact only. Oh, then follow Sam Pedlo on Instagram. I, I do not. <laughs> if you're listening Roland's been in the commercial, subscribe. I think it's one contact. Fine. But I've never, I've never seen it, and I, I think intelligent people realize, no, you gotta have more than one contact. What are we playing? Foursquare? Nobody likes Foursquare. Okay. So we had spike ball pre-COVID. Now we have cross net that came out kind of like in COVID. There's the short court net, and then there's also this board ball, which I think is a direct like coming out of like that was born from covid and people hitting volleyballs against boards so let's not glance over the short court net because there's something i can get on board yeah with. i don't know what that is well the, the overkill thing they created where it's literally a net the size of a short court and they have lines to go with it garrett so you yeah, can play short like court with regulations now is that like a post system it goes onto a portable system, but the net is like half the size okay, of a normal I, okay, volleyball net. No, I was when you mentioned the portable, the short. I thought that that's maybe that is kind of the dumbest thing. I will say, <laughs> I love short court, but can you picture somebody? Maybe you've seen this full poles systems hammering in the stakes, full straps lines for a tiny court. What are you doing? <laughs> You get more contacts. We've had Binstock, Delaney, all these guys in the show being like, kids today, they don't play enough short court. They don't know how to joust, Garrett. They don't know how to win these battles. I would rather see our national team athletes playing short court than spike ball. 
I agree. I agree. I, I love short court. court transfer. I'll, yes. But getting a sure. full short court system with the post and everything out, like you look like such a, a noob. Like <laughs> now you know, you're looking down on these people where I'm yeah, there at seven a.m. being like, now? oh, look at those spike ball guys training. And you're like, look at this idiot setting up a portable short court. <laughs> I know. Like, absolutely. I, I like the product I think is, is a good idea. Like I hope people buy it, but at the same time, like just set up a regular court I don't know. Maybe you want the and lines draw the like lines your feet. No, we got regulation lines now, Gary. You know, short court is one of the most cheated games ever. This adds a little integrity to it. Oh, I was outside the line. So the line, <laughs> the line, I like because you can take the line and set it up on a actual net. There's no reason you need to have a full system for the tiniest net ever. Like a set of clips that attach onto a regular size court like a regular size like yeah. set of lines that you can like draw that line so it's actually a line rather well, than a line literally drawn in the sand or even just set it up in the middle of your already court or you could set up multiple short court lines on one net like yeah. so you could have three games going side by side by side on the same is, net is it we like just a find a fundraiser for sharp cuts <laughs> sharp cuts short court bonanza done is it is it is it short in both ways like, it's not, like, a short and long. It's proportioned to make, like, I don't know what it is. Is it three by three? Is it? I, okay. I don't know what it is, but it's... Well, it's you're throwing around these numbers. you got to know what it is. Is it two by two? That'd be too small. That'd be too small. Well, when you, you draw when you with play your short foot, court, you draw an attack line. Am I not right? So you're, that's no. at least yeah. three meters. No, Whoa. two meters. Two big steps. Let me get Child on the phone. He'll know. <laughs> you ever played short court with John Child? I'm bad. And I played with John Child and we were beating our 18 new boys at Leaside. And they finished fifth at Nationals, Garrett. These guys were good. That's how good John is. He would just be like, and he's so cocky about it too. Like I would shank him all and be like, I'll save you. And then just sets this perfect ball. And I hit it as hard as I can off the block because that's the only shot I have. But anyways, John Child is the best short court what? player I've ever seen in my life. What is it with you two? Yeah, like what is it with you two and the John Child love here? He loves fresh garlic. He loves his beer. He's got a cottage and he's dominant at short court. Like Josh, you must be okay then because for like, cause if you're garbage, like he can't do much to save you. And That's you true. weren't playing on one of those dumb short court courts. No, I, I'm kidding. Well, if, you, if you're interested in the short court system, it's 424 at Canuck stuff. You can Google that. It comes in purple, orange, green, and yellow. No free ads on the show gear. Oh, there's more colors, red, all this stuff. I, I don't no see free ads. So they're paying us. <laughs> Imagine we just invoice them for this 20 seconds. <laughs> Mark just looks at it twice, like, what's this garbage? We should. We should just try it, see if they just. No, do we'll it. just send the, the real caveat is we'll send a net to Garrett and then we'll convert him and then he will actually be their biggest sponsor. See, but I'm lazy, right? So the idea of setting up a full system for like one regulation net, I always hated that. So I prefer the posts that are already there because that's easy, you just string it up. So the idea of setting up a full system for the tiniest net on the planet is just a weird one to me. Like you could just use a normal net with the same poles and then just use the lines. The lines is the really valuable piece there for me. It tells me the lines come in a pre-measured court size, but it doesn't tell me what that court size is. So it sounds like who is ever making this has determined the rules for all of us. Yeah, I mean, we I now get it. only play short court with short court official rules. I mean, that's fine. I'm short fine court register trademark rules. So, but I would at least like them to list how big the boundaries are. So, like, 
if beach volleyball is a branch off of indoor volleyball, and then snow volleyball is a branch off beach volleyball, and then short court is kind of a branch, uh, a hybrid branch, like what's, why are we saying snow volleyball is like, oh yeah, it's, it's the thing, it, you know, it's the same thing. It's just different number of players and on a different surface. Now short court, why, why is short court not in, uh, not being considered? We have a short court championships. Like, well, we also have fours. So right. that changes the like beach fours. Yeah, like beach volley volleyball is turning into swimming now, which is just all these different events. It's crazy. I used to complain about swimming, how many medals were on the line. Now I just perked up being like, I could still be an Olympian, Garrett. If they introduce short court next year, nobody's going to train for it. The real Olympians aren't going to want to play it. You. <laughs> you. You. Like you're gonna well, play. Well, when you come to the Sharp Pets Bonanza, we can compete and we can see. How it like goes. you, no, you're, you're talking about you playing. Well, now that you've said it out loud, it's it's become less and less realistic for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're a star. Keep shooting, Josh. Maybe maybe if John Child wants to be my partner or Chris Simic, somebody who's actually good. Maybe Ben Saxton wants to be my partner. Then there's a guy who could carry me to the Olympics. Uh, no, I bet Ben is. <laughs> I bet Ben is average at short court. Like I don't. I don't think Ben. How dare you? What? I don't think so, man. He's an Olympian, but he's probably average as far as Olympians go for short court. I don't know. I I got to train with him a little bit when I was in Calgary, and he the, he plays a he knows a lot of like kind of like little volleyball games and stuff. I think he played a lot of short court. I'm gonna say the Saxons were just like bopping around doing volleyball esque motions forever. I think if we're talking worldwide, Lupo would be from Italy is probably the best short court player in the world. He plays short court on the big court, Garrett. So he's got to be the best player on the actual court. But so, uh, for Canadians, I think Ben's got to be up there. Christian Redmond, great short court player. Listen, you are throwing way too much love here now, Josh. Like this is sharp cuts, right? Like what is with you being all infatuated with everybody? And then you have the chirps for the people just enjoying their lives playing spike ball down at the beach. Like, come on, double standard, Josh. Because we moved out west and we're recording at 10 in the morning and I'm drinking Coca-Cola for no reason. I'm getting fired up here. <laughs> yes, okay. Now you've won me back. Now, the extension of all these nets, and I think probably the one that we're kind of overlooking a little bit, is like, where is the net that is just low? Like a kneeling volleyball slash sitting volleyball net setup. Because that would be a ton of fun and way less effort physically to play. I would love so that. When we did sitting volleyball at the OVA as a demo at Provincials, if you actually just put the top of the net as the bottom rung of a volleyball net, the height is actually close, and then you gotta pull it down a little bit, but it's actually not that hard to achieve. Like if an indoor coach wanted their kids to play sitting volleyball, which is so fun, basically that you just kind of set your net up, but you flip it down towards the ground, if that makes sense, where the bottom pins now become the height of the net. So, right. and if, if you can't dig with one arm, you can't play sitting unless you're like super mobile. Like it's, it's fun. We do it, it's part of the level one coaching clinic now. And we, we always do it right before lunch because people want to play longer and we don't want to waste time. But that's how like insane this game gets that anybody who's never played it loves it right away. And I love it. And I would love to play kneeling as well, like a kneeling sitting hybrid, because you want to like sit to play D. But then when you get up to the net, you want to get that little extra height with the kneel <laughs> to come in and actually make a play, that's, right? Yeah. That would be amazing. And then you could penetrate like super far if you're kneeling, right? And that's totally, totally fine because then the other person could just joust and then wipe off, right? Like that's, that becomes the game. I'm so on board with this. We just solved the issues, Garrett. I'm on board with this. So yeah, now, I, do we need an actual <laughs> system for that? Or do we just but like... Do we, I was going to say, 
do we do it? Is it a beat? Is kneeling now a beach volleyball game oh, yeah. because it's ne- like on our knees, or that do we have amazing. to have some sort of like extra equipment? So like a super like knee pad kind of thing. Well, so I think he would want knee pads. The lines become an issue. You would. Need, I think on the beach it might be easier because you can adjust the lines to the sitting court because it is a little bit smaller and it makes sense that it is. So you got to adjust the lines a little bit. Where if you're playing indoors, you're kind of like, okay, that white line's the sideline, or you got to put tape down, or I don't know, just because of mess. Yeah. All right. So great. We don't need a system for that. I mean, but you would though. You'd still need. But oh, you know what you could do? <laughs> You'd look like such an idiot. Is the posts <laughs> go all the way down? Right? For yeah. the portable, portable systems. Ones. So you just set it up on the lowest possible level with the stakes still. <laughs> <laughs> and string it up across. So it'd just be like a tennis net on the beach. I was just going to say, could we set up a tennis net? It'd be would amazing. That, would I'm that in, work? I'm investing. Only if you use the portable net system, Anna. You have to get the hammer out and make it the whole yes. beach know that you're like, ding, Yes, ding, I'm ding. setting up this <laughs> tiny, ridiculous circus net. <laughs> uh. so garrett where would you be on this so like basketball now has like the traditional five on five but they added three on three and that was in the olympics and and speaking to paul mend who's going to be on passing nine soon the listeners don't know this this will come out before his episode but he was at the king of the court event because logan and gabe were there and he was speaking to the promoter and the promoter is actually trying to get king of the court as an actual event at the olympics so where do you stand on that that we actually already have indoor volleyball we have beach volleyball now he wants to see king of the court two on two is an olympic sport i think that's a bit of a stretch i think it's ridiculous i mean i think it's an entertaining format but only if you know the characters right like only if it's like a wwe style like personality hype then king of the beach becomes really interesting because you're seeing multiple games and it's unclear where things are but you can really get invested when it's like, oh, this person with this person, what's that going to look like? Oh, but then this person, oh, then they got to switch. And it's like that becomes, maybe you're chirping like, and then the guy's got to play with the guy who was just chirping. Like that becomes super interesting to watch. But otherwise, there's no one to get behind. Like if, if you have two Canadian guys or say, who's the promoter from? Where are they from? Germany? Like, uh, uh, they're from the Netherlands. Yeah. So the Netherlands. So fans come to watch and they got their two Netherlands guy. Well, they're playing against each other. Like now it immediately becomes conflicting there's no clear good guy and bad guy and who they're cheering for hard for fans to get invested so i don't love that idea unless you're gonna do this kind of really person give the people a mic before the game like really <laughs> lean into it would be hilarious and i'd buy in fully but if they're not gonna do that i think it's a bad idea yeah you gotta build characters eh because you're right i'm thinking about three on three basketball i didn't really watch it because if you think about how big the national team is let's say that's the top 20 or 30 players in the country now the people playing threes like i don't see like andrew wiggins quitting our five on five team to go play three on three right no. so it's like you're you're lack of a better term it's the second tier athletes playing a different three, version the big three uh or whatever that three on three league was where they had those retired guys coming back you'd be like oh i know this guy there's some personality here these guys style like that's cool right I watched it for about five minutes. It's hard to get into. It's okay, fair enough. At least that <laughs> was doing something, right? Or it was doing something. So I, I, what I'm going to take away from this is we need to promote our sport like wrestling. So we need more promotion. We need more people like making enemies with each other. Like there needs to be personal vendettas going on. Yeah, like more pageantry. What's what's yeah. the most exciting? I don't know sport product to watch right now. I mean, objectively. I mean, maybe you could go by how many people watch it. I think probably soccer is up there and always will be, but that's so ingrained in the culture uh, and it's kind of countries and regional based. So that's a little bit easier. We can't do that with beach volleyball. Cause it's not like, 
you know, we're not getting the events where it's like Toronto versus Vancouver and it's happening in Toronto and everybody's there. That never really happens. Right. But, uh, Yet. it does with soccer all the time, but like a sport, yeah. a sport like, uh, American football, which is super popular in the U S they hype up those personalities big time. They put everything on the shoulders of two or three players on a team of like 50, 60 guys. It's always about the quarterback, the coach. You're talking about these styles. There's all this talk about it. Like volleyball needs that for sure. And King of the Beach could work to kind of bring that maybe. I don't know. Hot take. The problem is, is beach volleyball is such a hard sport to be good at while also being like a, a massive personality. Cause like you're out of breath, like you're tired. Do you think, do you think it would help to have people mic'd up? Yes, absolutely. Like current, like while they're playing. Yes. 100%. Or like introduce an easier way for them to chirp each other in game and like make the mental game a piece of it. Cause now then you get a guy who's maybe not that good. If his mental game is good, the fans might get invested. This guy's a great mouthpiece. Right. We come to see him play. Maybe that's how you get people to watch the rounds one, two, three, you know, because mostly it's only people watching the finals. Like, why would I watch, Josh? Tell me, Ben. Why would I watch the pool play or round one of the King of the Beach tournament with four people I have no idea who they are or where they're from? Well, no, as you're explaining this, like, even as, as a fan of myself, if I know somebody who's playing, like, I'll watch that game and you're a little bit more invested. But I'm not I'm not going back on YouTube and watching a game where all five teams like I'll go back and watch like Logan and Gabe or Megan and Nicole or whatever Canadians were playing like Ben and Grant played in one. But you're right. I'm not playing if, if it's three Austrians, a German and a Dutch team, because it's like the, the sport alone isn't enough to grab my attention. Right. Where even when you said, like, what's the most popular sport? I haven't watched one of these. But have you heard of like the YouTuber guy who keeps promoting these like boxing matches and people are paying to watch this on pay-per-view and stuff logan paul or whatever his name is like yes. that's insane that they've created such a hype machine that i don't even know who this guy is but i know his name now and he's on pay-per-view because he created like this this clickable thing where people want to get invested right and they're not even like great they're not real boxers they're not the best boxers <laughs> right like but it's a boxing match the people are watching like and you have a side well, you're cheering for this guy or this guy it's like ooh, i'm gonna get him yeah there has to be an entertainment value yeah, and like people which is get not always true. Yes, which is not always the truth, as we as we've distilled here. Yeah, volleyball's got a problem, and I think these alternate versions kind of offer opportunities for more entertaining viewing experiences, like the King of the Court. But I don't think we're trying to make King of the Court like this real volleyball purist thing. When well, actually, it could be a little bit more of a little bit more silly, but you know, kind of a professional silly, and actually draw some more eyeballs. I think they've dipped their toe in that where you don't have to play with somebody from your country. Like they, they had mixed teams like Sam Schachter played with uh, Rangari from Italy. So our, obviously right off the hop, beach volleyball changes because you can have like well, what super do you mean teams you played now. with him. It's king of the court or king. So you have five teams and you're trying to get to the king side, but you don't oh, scramble it's king's partners. court. Yeah. Sorry, I thought yeah. you were talking King you're, you're of the Beach. You're thinking of the Beach. No, that, that'd be a different format that some people might be able to get into. But no, they, they eliminated the country partnership thing. Uh, Mender was telling me, like, they play music during the whole time, not like when the rally's on, we got to be quiet and treated it like it's tennis. Like, the, the play's going. There's a clock, so that's, like, an extra element of, like, the fans get into it. Like, oh, only two minutes left, and Garrett needs two more side outs. Like, there, there was just another element to get, like, casual volleyball people into, like, the intensity of the sport, right? Yeah. I think the announcer can have a big impact in that capacity as well. And also 
because it's different. Like in a normal beach volleyball match, you're always going to be talking about the same two teams, but you can kind of start creating these like sideline stories for these teams that are maybe off or whatever um, that like increase the like viewership or like entertainment value. And the players can also play off of that too. Like, I don't know, you start flipping off the, (laughs) he like trips you and you flip off the announcer or whatever. Yes, absolutely. You start calling out the announcer to be like, you get a huge kill and you're like, take it Garrett. Like, (laughs) yes, yes, absolutely. And they need to let the announcers be free. Let them have some fun with it. Like I did the announcing with a couple others in the Edmonton FIVB event that uh, my biological father promoted. And he gave us, he gave us limited reign, I think like a, like a half leash because we couldn't, it's an FIVB. So we couldn't embarrass the FIVB, but we were definitely encouraged to have as much fun as possible. And so we had an absolute blast, like just out there hamming it up. Like every time a Canadian team would come up, we'd like do some sort of interesting entrance for them. We weren't allowed to chirp them though, which would be freaking hilarious. I don't know if you remember Josh, one time I was an OVA and I think somebody gave me permission to like kind of chirp and like say whatever I wanted about the game. And that was a lot of fun. Cause then the players were giving me, I like we were, it was like, I was part of the game. Which, I mean, for me, was fun. I hope, I hope it was entertaining to watch. I don't know. I, I think you did walk the line where you weren't a distraction, but you were definitely involved. Because I remember watching that and, like, people filled the orange grandstand. But it would just be little things where, like, at one point after a timeout, Gabriel Lack would clean his glasses. And you had a conversation with him, like, why are you doing that? Everybody knows what you're doing. Like, you're totally delaying the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> or you were calling Dallas Keith, like, rookie every time he won, like, a point. You're like, see, rookie can be a good thing, everybody. That's the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. That's hilarious. I'm hilarious is what is what we're saying. Oh, I remember another time too, because the perfect opportunity is somebody hits it kind of way out of bounds or like a bad error. And everybody knows that it was a terrible error. And if the announcer doesn't say, oh, and so-and-so crushes that way out of bounds, like and really, exa- no, everyone's like, oh, and so error by so It's like, that's just boring. It's taking a funny moment and making it boring. Man. Let, let us be free with beach volleyball. That would be fun. Would that distract you, though, if you're playing, Anna? Like, if you're in a game, you're on center court, like, announcers in there really mixing it up. Like, is that going to hurt your chances to compete? I don't think so. I think, like, there's the opportunities to, like, engage, but there's also opportunities to, like, not engage. Like, I like don't know. you could just block it I out. I think, like, well, like, being, like, fans, crowds chirps whatever is like part of the game as well i think i don't know being like outwardly mean is is tough but that's not like fun for anyone (laughs) so i don't think that's like the goal of the announcer either yeah no obviously you don't want to be mean like unless unless because here's the thing too is an easy way to get fans to cheer and engage is to have one person who's very clearly the enemy. And it's kind of, that art is lost in our sport, I think, where booze and people like wishing somebody to lose just as much as wanting somebody else to win immediately makes it more interesting. So like Mm -hmm. if some player is very visibly just trying to get heat from from the crowd, that immediately makes that player way more interesting. Yeah. And it makes the opponent seem like the hero. Like you want to cheer for them, right? Like that's the basics of kind of sports entertainment. 
We could we could learn a lot from that. Good guy, bad guy. That's right. I think harder to do it domestic. I think it's easier with internationals because obviously the foreigner is going to be the bad guy, right? But I think at domestic, it, it gets a little trickier. For sure. But I mean, you can already think of people who would make amazing bad guys um, domestically. <laughs> like guys who could just ham it up and just t- take the booze. And like, for sure. Like I would fold up completely if I was taking booze. I'd have to be cheered or like ch- getting chirped. I couldn't engage, right? But some people would love that and ham it up. Do you want to say who you're thinking of? <laughs> I think I'll uh, I'll maybe wait to see if anybody else uh, throws a name out there. Who could actually take it? Like, I think people would fold. Like, I think Dallas would completely fold and crumble. But I think somebody like Grant O'Gorman would have a good time being the villain and still performing and, like, scoring yeah. and kind of getting, like, a wink to the crowd or something like that. Like, yeah. I think he could pull it off. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think, and I think Grant, because, like, Grant could kind of get it. Like if the people kind of understand that like, hey, this is helping the tournament, helping our sport grow by me maybe taking a few booze, but then I'm still a nice guy. It's not like that's just who I am out on the court. I go outside. If like people are really hating me off the court, then that's probably a problem. Like if they're waiting by your car at the end of the tournament? Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So we should probably avoid that piece. I don't know how not disclosing that, anyone's home addresses here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. Holy Anna, what has that happened? No, can't wait to hear Garrett announce again. Like for Anna to hit like a jumbo, and then for Garrett to be like, "Oh, and not even Cinderella is going to get to that ball," and then the crowd just goes, "Ah!" Yeah, that is not in my wheelhouse. That you'll never hear that line come out of my mouth. Yeah, not even like Cinderella will get t-shirt. to that ball. <laughs> Cinderella barely got to the one ball she got to. <laughs> Like it does, and it never went to any other ball. Yeah, she she got one ball barely through magic. Ah, you guys just aren't smart day. enough to get that one. Then no, That's fine. we get it, Josh. It's not. It's not a great. It's a. It's a cliched line. Dallas's favorite when somebody would blast one out of out of bounds would be like, and just like a small Italian ship, Garrett, that ball is gondola. Yeah. I, again, again, like puns, like your material is puns. Like I think, oh God, that would, no, it's fitting. It's fitting, no, Garrett. Well, but it's a pun. It's relevant right? to what's happening. It's a pun. We need to be clear that if you're you're trying to win the crowd over with puns. Yeah, it's a smart crowd. Smart people like beach volleyball. Okay, well I'm countering you have that. To be smart. I'm countering that with trying to get the referees to dance. That is my go-to. You did that at Canada Games, which is where they're being evaluated. That's like the mecca for a lot of their careers. And you had the one guy doing the light bulb dance on. And he did it. He did it. And I said, because I went, Josh. Hey, I'm not. A, I'm not a villain. I went to the referee, the head referee, and I said, I'm doing this. Is this a problem? I'm gonna do it. Is this a problem? And he said, no, go ahead. In fact, we love it. And now that was carte blanche. So now I was getting every referee to dance. And it worked. I think the referees, the referees deserve more love. I think a lot of people think they're the enemy. They're some of the most genuine, nice people. You just got to give them a chance. Yeah. Like work with them and they love you. So getting them to dance. I mean, that was a fun thing to kind of humanize them to the crowd. Then immediately the kids loved it. Right. The kids are loving the refs. They got doing the light bulb. And then now everybody's doing it. Right. And it's like, yeah, who cares? You're doing your job. Take a break. It's a timeout. You're just standing up there all serious anyways. Anyway. It was serious. It was a semifinal, Garrett, and we lost. And you had the freaking ref doing the light bulb dance. But he should have been calling hands all game. But that's fine if you want to make it this big spectacle hoopla thing. I do. And the crowd had a great <laughs> time watching Ontario lose. 
Yes, if there was an enemy in that game, it was us. Yes. I think Tom and Logan got that. Yes, and I understood that. That was a fun game. I don't know who made the schedule, but they were so smart. We played Manitoba at a night game. That facility was beautiful and they had lights. And of course, Ontario plays Winnipeg on like the second night to win the pool uh, under the lights. Smart booking by whoever did that. Went to three. Big win for the boys. Yeah, absolutely. And great win for the announcers who had a blast. Yeah, no, it's all about the announcer at Canada Games, not the players or anybody else. <laughs> but it doesn't, I don't think it takes away anything from the referees being there to like do their job if they're also having a good time. That's like saying like in beach volleyball, like if we cheer or if we're like smiling or anything like that, that we're not taking it seriously. Like I think that's like, that can be also be a part of it too. Great. Maybe they grow into their role a little bit as well. As long as they're not getting obnoxious with it and they're calling, like, they're pointing at you and they're going to be like, double, Garrett. That's a Oh, no, I would love that. No, we need that. Like a double and like an aggressive double. Like, huh, you, double. Like, you blew it. Or, or like, or when the, somebody's complaining, the ref just, yeah, blows the whistle, just full on flipping the bird. Like, that would be hilarious, right? Just get away from here, double bird. Or like, just let them know. Like, that would be amazing. We can't do it. I mean, to be to be fair, there are some pretty passionate lines people with their flags. Like they like yes. There's a lot of flag, I would say artistry. Honestly, yes. They can flag win. artistry in the the in and then the the flourish for the out. It's yes. Yeah. And, and I I just th- I need to include that in my repertoire to maybe get a, a segment where I interview a lines person and get them to show me their awesome in out technique because yeah, that's hilarious. I don't is know. It a wrist like thing? It, it's is it's it a hilarious a thing. thing. Is it a whole arm thing? Or like, yeah, do you do you like point it down or do you like keep it low and hold the you other? You gotta hand keep up? it low, like, Garrett. There's some refs in the OCAA who kind of go up a little bit before they go down, and you can tell the players like, are they calling that out? And then they whip it in, and it's like, what's going on right now? Yes. Or do, do they have like, what do you do with the other hand? Because you got flag yeah. in one hand. Do you like low flag and then the other one's like flaring up like jazz hands or like, what are you doing? Or like, like out, is it hand like by the side? But what if you like, oh, like just like really exaggerate it? Love that. Up like a field goal? Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Like a real, it's really far out. Double hands in the air. <laughs> like, why don't we do that? That's hilarious. Or at least talk about it. Like somebody in the venue, the announcer is like engaging with what everybody else is watching. Rather than just, oh, here's the score, like, uh, three serving, four, side change. Like, how boring is that? Incredibly boring. Like, I think we need to get away from tennis and more into baseball. Like, baseball umps will show you up on that strike three call looking. So, like, I think volleyball refs should have permission to do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, on a block, on a block, like, you get slap. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> 100%. They just make this cringy face. Ugh. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. And we need to come up with some new signals too, like just for variations of what happens in the game. Like you see those NBA refs when they make those blocking calls, like oh, the yeah. full pelvic thrust <laughs> as they run down, run down. The While court. they blow the whistle like three times. Like. Yeah, absolutely. That like that's absolutely like that's a block, and that's one heck of a way to demonstrate it. We need that. The refs doing the monster block. <laughs> Yeah, the whole crowd and the rep. Monster, blah, monster, blah. <laughs> Amazing. You get the lines people in on it too with the, with the, with the flag. With the flag. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. We need that. We got to get a ref on this show. How do we make that happen? We also got to end the show. Like, holy. <laughs> Nobody's listening anymore, you guys. So <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is it. I mean, we're having fun. Uh, we laughed. We cried. We had fun. We're having fun. Josh cried. Josh cried a I few times. I got called an elitist. And I think <laughs> I, I warranted. I think warranted. Okay, Anna, your first time on the show. This is usually how it ends. Um, with a whimper, not a bang. Uh, how was it? What do you think? Um, I mean, I'm not sure if we got anything productive done. But I had a great time. Hmm. Personally. Like, individually. I hope other people enjoy. I, I appreciate ending with a subtle chirp to the show. And I think that's, I, I think that's a nice way to, because uh, normally I ask that and in the hopes that somebody says something really nice about the show. But I think in the spirit of the show saying that we got nothing done is the most accurate statement we've ever heard anybody make to end the show. But, but again, it's about, we've got some entertainment value, which is what volleyball needs. Did we and know? so there we go. We're linking back to the show. Entertainment value is high. What we're actually accomplishing content-wise, maybe a little bit low. But eh. <laughs> no, I think we I think we educated and entertained. We edutained them, Anna. That's what the show is all about. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's let's not get ahead there. of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Edutain everyone. Yeah. Josh Nicole with Edutain. You guys just aren't clever enough to get puns. All right. It's we fine. better get out of here before more puns come out. We can't handle that. So if you're still listening, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> We, you can't even understand. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hit us up on YouTube in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. What are some of your thoughts on the show as well? Give us that five-star rating on the pod, whatever podcast app you're on. What's the best one to give a nice rating, Josh? Uh, Apple, you can give the five-star, Apple which likes is awesome. That, right? They like the five-star. They like the positive review. Apple, you get, I think a five-star is nice. If you leave a comment, that's like a big boost to how easy the people can find you. Yeah, that would be amazing if you, if anybody's still listening. If you could try that, that would hugely help us out. Hit us up in the comments on YouTube, subscribe, all that. Thanks, Anna, for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We had a blast, and that is where we're going to end this one. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.